Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Ben. Guys, happy Friday and you know what that means. We're recapping another episode of 13 Reasons Why Season 4. Guys, this is episode nine. We only have one more episode to go. Can you believe it? Oh my goodness. But let's take a moment out and I'll be right back with my co-host Angelica. We're back talking about 13 Reasons Why. This is a collaboration episode special with the Coupon Queen Pin from CQP Moments Podcast and a little bit of everything with me. We are going to be recapping 13 Reasons Why Season 4, the season finale. We will be discussing our opinions about the storyline, the cinematography, the characters, and how they evolve. We will not be talking about the social issues that has occurred. We are not professionals. We are strictly here to discuss about the cinematography, the storyline, and the characters. If you are seeking help or someone who needs help or know someone who needs help, please visit 13reasonswhy.info. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments and a little bit of everything with me. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in again. And if it's your first time tuning in, we are recapping 13 Reasons Why, episode nine called Prom. As you heard at the beginning of this episode, we are not professionals and we are here to discuss about cinematography, storyline, and the characters. But before we even get started, how are you doing, Coupon Queen Pen? I am awesome. I am doing way more awesome than the Liberty Crew. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But I think there are a lot of people that are doing way more awesome than the Liberty Crew. Yes. It's okay. We're, this is episode nine. There's still questions that need to be answered where I'm kind of like. I know. Listen, okay. It's just, I don't know whether to just like set the dartboard on fire or like ask more questions or what. I have no idea. This is getting intense. Yeah, because I mean, okay, we found out a little bit, but it's almost like, but why? What? And I, I think to me, the real question is, why did it have to get to this point before anyone took notice? Mm-hmm. That, that to me is the real question. Why did it have to get to this point before anyone was like, oh, we should do something? And of course, with Clay, there's so much we can do, like, to really help him out, like his crew, Clay still trying to get help. He's just all over the place. And where does Clay go? Where does he go at this point? Right. I think that's really the question is, where does he go? But the thing is, now it's, it's this weird... And 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 I don't know if you've noticed. It's kind of like every time 
it's almost like they want him to be responsible, but then when he starts taking responsibility, they all like pull back and then it's like, then they disappear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, fudge. Like, what does this poor kid do? And he hasn't done much. Well, we do learn that he's done all the stuff behind the scenes, breaking the cameras, doing the graffiti. Uh, he's the one really causing the extra stuff behind the scenes and clay with his mental health we've got jessica trying to figure out what am i going to do especially with justin do i give him more love do i not you know what do i do she's everybody's going through something we even got tony you know we can't forget about tony he's trying to do and, I keep fighting? Do I, what do I do? And Tony is really, I think Tony was the one that struck me really. This episode is really at an impasse. He's just like, and, and I think really because I've seen students struggle with this before. Well, do I work? You know, he's, as far as he's concerned, he does already have, a business that's been passed down to him from his from his father but you know Caleb is like well go to school you've got these schools and it's hard it's a hard decision mm-hmm. it's definitely and then, and and then I mean this is just my take on it maybe he's just you know still hiding the fact that he really is DACA like he he doesn't really have anything past the public school you know like documentation so there's a lot going on with tony there is and i just want to mention we don't see much of annie annie i felt like they put her in so much into the first couple of episodes then her mother gets sick and then they pull her back again and then all of a sudden i'm just like where did Annie go? Where, right. and, why isn't she present? Right. And the funny thing is I did get feedback from a listener. And the question was, because they timed it perfect. They wanted me to get through most of the season. And they're like, I binged on the season. I just want to take, get your take on this. And, and they were like, let me know when you get to like episode six or seven. And I'm like, okay, when we got to episode seven, I'm like, okay, what's what's going on? And they were like, I feel that Annie is a wasted character mm-hmm. for this season. Like, they wasted her as a character. Like, the person was actually questioning, well, why did they even bring her back if she wasn't going to be in as much? Yeah. It's like she, they she did her job of getting to know these guys and irritating them. Um, then becoming friends and then all of a sudden she dates clay for a little bit and then she's gone right yeah i i agree with that i really do agree with that point now with this episode it is prom prom is on a on the chopping block going to be on the chopping block of should we chop it off or should we you know still have it and it's interesting yeah. to see how these guys really want to go to prom, all of them. 
and they are trying to come up with something. But before we even mm-hmm. go into their little meeting, because I don't know how else to, uh, you know, well, explain it. We're always having these secret <laughs> meetings. You know, I think this is the first time they've had one in a long time in, in, in Clay and Justin's house. But yeah. We, we, we start off the episode, I think it was when uh, Charlie and Alex ended up waking up next to each other and Alex is trying to wake up Charlie like hey wake up wake up yeah at first I thought that he was in the hospital like when he's like because I was like no Mm -hmm. that's what I thought too oh no 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 not not Charlie you know but no they're kind of just like laying there and like chilling like taking a nap together (laughs) (laughs) so yeah and he wakes up, he wakes him up and it's just like, you gotta go, you gotta go. My parents can't see us. My parents can't see us. So all of a sudden he heads out and then, um, we, we see them having this, this meeting and this meeting is about prom and how they want to cancel it and stuff. And they're trying to start an investigation to see what has happened. Well, who's caused this problem? And we notice that Zach gets called into the dean's office. We see, who is the other person? Uh, Jessica. Uh, We've seen Annie get called into the dean's office. And Jessica wants to propose something where, okay, so why would you want to cancel prom? Proms is one of those biggest things that everyone's looking forward to. Everyone's been working hard to see that. She... Jessica at this point I'm kind of like what are you trying to prove are you trying to still prove that you want to be this president you want to prove everybody wrong that you can do this job and continue doing it or is it something more that's inside you that I think I think it's something more because you got to remember Jessica didn't get into any of her preferred schools then there is also the little glimpse of just the fact that they thought that she was in cahoots for the for the the drill and so it's like jessica has because remember she's always been the overachieving you know person she's always had so to her she has a lot on the line right now yeah Mm -hmm. she does have a lot on the line so it's like darn but Jessica is like, uh, and I'll be very honest. The crazy thing is you want to punish. You don't know how many high school seniors this year are like bummed because you want to punish high school seniors, take away prom. So it's like, that was the instant go-to. But I mean, the question is, honestly, how else do you answer a riot? how else do you answer a riot? Like how it's almost like, and, and I, and I get where the administration is coming from because it's kind of like, okay, we have to do something to have some, you know, some sort of consequences for this, but it's almost like they want to be like, yeah, we just had this, teeny tiny riot last week no big deal so what are you doing for prom like you know it's it's so crazy but you know 
yeah, I mean, Jessica does have a lot to prove. And I even like Annie's answer, like, you know, her answer was really, this is something you set forward. This is something you started the school year with. So all we did was answer it. And your thing is to punish us even more. And I mean, the principal, the dean may not have been with them for these four years, but the principal was definitely with them for the four years and has seen everything these kids have gone through. So it's like, you know, they've lived through so much and it's like your answer, like she said, your answer is more punishment. I don't know. It's it's a lot. It really is. And it's, I feel like, once again, the principal, he wants them to help him, but he doesn't really take every of these students' advice, concerns seriously to create some right. sort of action. Right. What's the point of you asking so much that you're not giving or helping right. them? right with what they're asking for so there is this constant battle with everybody and of course being this tightening group that's involved in something so big they try to keep it as tight as possible with their answers so they don't have to give so much now once they have this meeting charlie comes up with the idea of how about if we go to our parents tell them the truth and give not give them so much truth but something where they can be on her side and have this prom but everybody right. looks at them like what do you mean we're gonna tell them everything and he's smart about it. he's like no you just give them enough that they can be happy and yeah. we can get prom back because of course it shows that everybody really wants prom. Everybody right. wants to enjoy prom. Everybody just wants to have that one last thing to look forward to, which was prom. Right. And I, and I think that the thing is, you remember, they're still all hanging on to the notion that guess what? No matter what they talk about, their parents still have that weird app that's going to tell them like okay no these kids aren't really hanging out they're like planning their own you know makeshift prom so yeah i don't i don't think i don't think that was a bad idea it was probably the smartest idea they've had all this time So it's like, yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I, I totally get it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that was one of the smartest ideas they ever had. And, you know, going into this, when you've got these group of friends, everyone's got to stay consistent. But you know what I noticed? Correct me if I'm wrong. Annie was not in that meeting. Or was she? I'm trying to think. Because you've seen almost everybody talk and we saw most of their expressions when Charlie asked for for everybody to tell the truth. And you know how they do like the single headshots from every character? 
I, I couldn't see any, and I'm actually going to go through this right now because it got me kind of thinking. Yeah. I, I was thinking, I'm like, cause I could have sworn Annie was there in the beginning. She was, but I don't think she was in that meeting. Hmm. I don't know. Well, as Angelica searches vehemently for evidence, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just these kids are doing the smartest things. But what made me start wondering was like, okay, how much are they going to tell their parents? And exactly what are they going to tell their parents? And is it going to be enough? That, that was really my thought was because sometimes what you think is enough isn't. Mm -hmm. you're, you're right. Sometimes it might not be enough. And we also see the back and forth between Clay and his therapists of thinking, what should he do? What is the right thing to do? And I feel like this this therapist scene with clay is kind of like the narration of the series of events that we're going to see in episode nine so it's kind of going back and forth right because the thing is i i i got the impression it's been the narration for the entire season yeah so yeah annie was there in the beginning and I'm like, uh, I don't know. But I, I I do believe that his his therapist visits were actually the narration for the entire season. Mm -hmm. Because I mean it gave us the impression he was talking to the voices in his head, but it seemed more of a genuine conversation at times as yeah. opposed to just a monologue if that makes any sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah i i i think you know that has been the whole narration for the entire season yeah and i mean now the question is what happens now that his therapist knows that he's the one that's done all of these little things what's the next move he's gonna have to work with him and he, well the thing is here too with clay is that he hasn't really given much to his therapist he's that always trying true. to give true. him that question it's like how do you feel about it well, what type of answer is that? Why are you always asking me the questions? And then he gets very frustrated and he freaks out that he doesn't know how to react knowing like this right. is the process. We have to ask you questions in order for you to answer them yourselves. And we continue to ask those questions. But now I see why he and Annie get along so famously. <laughs> it's just like... Just say what people want to hear. Mm -hmm. Don't tell them everything. Mm -hmm. You can't give away all the secrets or let them see behind the curtain. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. And of course, the other thing we, we forgot to mention earlier was uh, Tony and Caleb. Again, Tony with this, hey, Nevada wants to hear from you. 
what are you going to do? Right, right. Don't waste this opportunity. Right, because Caleb's like, you got to go to school. You got to go to school. But like I said, to me, it is, we have not talked about it because it hasn't been shown all season. But remember, this kid is still reeling from his parents going back to Mexico and him having to send his sister away. Because think about it this way. If nothing else, the fact that he had to be brave enough to send his sister to live with family, as opposed to making sure that she got to school and was taking care of himself, says a lot. So all of this is weighing on him. It really is. It really is. And, you know, I, it's interesting to see Caleb the way he plays this character um, in a way of supporting somebody. I'm trying to think like, what is it that they, they like each other because they're completely different people. Oh, are they are so (laughs) polar opposites, but I guess they kind of see opposites attract, but it's, they're so (laughs) polar opposites because like, and (laughs) Tony is just like, you know, go in and get it, get it, get it. And and Caleb's just like, no, (laughs) just wait, let's think about this. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I get you on that. Yeah. And also how much can, he loves Tony so much, even though they're completely opposite people that he's tried to encourage him to look at his options of going to school. He's given the opportunity, take the opportunity, don't waste time. Right, exactly, exactly. But like I said, we still don't know his background and and that's what that's what's bugging me. Like that's 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 the one question that's like <sighs> why? <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. Super crazy. Super duper crazy. And we cannot forget to mention how Diego went to go talk to Jess. Oh, gosh, Diego. Diego. So, okay. Well, (laughs) here's the funny thing. Is Diego... I knew that... Remember I kept saying there's something about this kid mm-hmm. and Diego has been playing Mr. Nice Guy Mr. Nice Guy Mr. Nice Guy but it was just like as soon as he found out that he wasn't going to get his way with her I mean I don't even know what he thought he was going to achieve in that moment like, you know, talking to her like that, where he becomes extremely aggressive. Dude, she's in a club called Hands Off Our Bodies for people that have been assaulted in a group of women that is just not going to fly. It wasn't even like she was down there by herself. She had to clear the room to talk to him. So you're going to attempt this why again? So I mean, 
it was surprising, but not surprising. That that that's the only way I could say it. I just didn't like how he had. He feels like he has the ability to go up to her in that way and kind of just be like, "So what is it? What did you do? Were you the one that uh, killed Bryce?" And I, that is his persona, and I get it. But it just really got to me. Like, really, right. dude, really. Right. How could you go, just go up to somebody and? claim that you're the one that killed Bryce. And you know what? I gotta hand it to her, even though she's gotten her ups and downs. But she really knows how to kind of brush it off temporarily in that moment and kind of just right. like laugh it off and keep her cool so people can't really break into her. It's hard. It's hard yeah. when you know so much, especially like Clay, he keeps everything in, but we're seeing how he it's affecting him now. But with Jessica, it's like she can just really, oh yeah, Diego, keep thinking that. Yeah, keep thinking. Like you're so funny. And then when he leaves, she kind of just like, oh my gosh, it's like I saved myself again. But Diego has the nerve to do that. But, like, yeah, but the question keeps being why? Why is this so, so important to him? Why is it so, so important that he, you know, he be the one to find out who, who killed Bryce? Like, I, I'm, I'm really wondering that because he's going after this, like, it's his own personal, like, this is his personal crusade. So I'm I'm really wondering. I mean, I know Winston has gotten to him and I know, you know, according to him, he's trying to help Estrella, but it seems more personal than trying to help Monty's sister. And that's a that's a question that I need to be answered. Why is Diego so invested? He was just on the football team, like any other football player on that team. He wasn't a brother. He wasn't a relative. He wasn't a sibling. What is his motive besides, yes, you said Winston really got into him, but right. what is the motive? Right. But the thing is, to me, it's, it's really weird. It's like, how can I put it? Now, I could see why they would all want answers for Monty. But he wants answers for Bryce. And I think that's like, okay, why are we skipping a step? So that, that's, really, that's really the part that's getting me. It's like, why the skip step? Why the, you know... And why all the personal, again, personal investment? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just really hope they, they answer that question for me because I still don't understand why he's so invested and his love for Jessica. I got to call it out. I felt like that was just a way for him to get to know her, but right. finding out the real answers, why everybody in this group keeps it tight together what are right. you hiding i don't i don't for him to say i think he said it in the past like i loved her or he, he he loved her or something or what they had was a thing 
dude, it wasn't a thing. Come on. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's probably as much a thing as Tom and Darcy, but <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's the thing because even even in the meeting, like Justin asked Jessica, like, um, don't you have this guy handled? You know, because remember, for her, it was a matter of being close and handling handling Diego as opposed to really, really being in a relationship with Diego. So I don't know. But definitely. The crazy, oh, my God. Uh, sorry. Definitely a character that we still need to keep an eye on. Exactly. Diego. Because that's, that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like, darn this kid like he's 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 making me want to like tell me why just tell me why (laughs) so i i don't know but you know now they're all separating and telling getting ready to all tell their truths and again we start with charlie who i don't know his his relationship with his father is really weird because his father's like, well, why do we have to have a public meeting? And it's like, uh, you don't normally meet face-to-face with your son? Like, I was really confused about that. But yeah, so he wants to have a chat with his dear old dad and they meet at you know the infamous Monet's and (laughs) yeah because if if you've been following 13 Reasons Why Monet has been the setting for quite a few interesting encounters so it's like you know and then we find out that his truth to his dad is that he's bisexual and it's like but the funny thing is the way his dad reacts is that it's like okay so you brought me here to tell me this why again like you know it was kind of like he already kind of knew so and and it was really cool because he's like you know what I don't love you and I just want you to know I don't love you any less and it's like wow okay great perfect I was <laughs> waiting for him to say now does anybody want a donut <laughs> yeah <laughs> well any more uh fried rice <laughs> yeah that's pretty much you know anybody wants some more fried rice you know so it's like okay cool 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 and then of course we see the infamous non-biological brothers justin and clay have to tell their truths of i think the weirdest thing was as hard as it was for justin it was harder for clay at that moment to admit that he was the one that did all the stuff and he just doesn't remember yeah he just doesn't like you know he's talking to the doctor about it like you know listen it's it's i'm 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 dealing with this 
you know, don't worry about it. I'm dealing with it, but I really just don't remember. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was a tough one, especially Justin having to also tell the Jensen's that he relapsed and he needed a couple of days to kind of see and right. you know that was that was hard and I felt like his parents are pretty understanding um one for the fact that it's not easy and two like okay let's just let him do his thing and he's pretty much kind of like no I'm not I don't want you guys to pay for anything else I want to do this on my own give me a couple of days and I'll see what I will decide and he's taking action and he I like the fact that he really appreciates his parents of first of all getting the opportunity to go to rehab and get himself you know help but he really understands like how much money it costs he's not Mm -hmm. taking advantage of them he's really you know tipping his toes slowly but not fully and he doesn't want them to have him as a burden in that sort of way so i like the fact that he recognizes that and um, I think that's something where Justin needs to be highlighted for. And he, right. it's, it's very unfortunate what he's going through. But then there's Clay who is, you know, I've done all the things like you mentioned. And, you know, we just want prom back. And- right. And it's like, everybody's like, so yeah, here's what's going on with me. And here's how you're going to help. I want prom. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? (laughs) They they even also talk about the concert tickets. Like you weren't a fan. No, that was like Alex's dad, Mr. Stanvall. Stanvall would listen. And then, you know, Alex actually sang the song. I was just like, is this even adding up? Because the way they're lying about it, I'm just like, uh, no connection. <laughs> yeah, I think they were just like, you know, yeah, it was code for something like, get over it. We're, we're not going to tell you what it was code <laughs> for, but just like, whatever, like, you, you kind of broke the code. We, we know that you were watching our text messages, so just get over it. But yeah. yeah. And of course, Clay brings that up too. Like, why did you spend all that extra money on security? And now we know the reason behind all of that. It's because of the Jensen's. They want to make sure their son was going to be safe, but really they didn't expect it to turn this way. So, Right, because we now find out that they're actually the ones that the school drill was their idea. The school drill was their idea. And the reason that they have been taking it so hard is because they didn't realize that clay was going to like flip out so it's like darn what they meant to keep him safe actually caused him to have a breakdown it's like dag like oh (sighs) that really sucks yeah it really does and then finally we come to Alex who's just like you know he he actually brings Charlie he actually after okay let's put it this way after shooing him out of his house before his parents could see him that day 
<laughs> he invites Charlie to dinner and announces that Charlie is his boyfriend. And so the funny thing, I think the funniest part was the brother's reaction. Like, dude, you're dating a football player? Your quarterback? <laughs> you're dating the football player? Okay, like, okay, I don't... It was almost like, it was almost one of those weird things like, yeah, 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 you said you're gay, but I need to talk to this guy right here. Like, I need to talk football with the football player. <laughs> that was a good laughable moment, I'll be honest. It was hilarious. It was like, you're dating the quarterback? Hey, Charlie, you got to sit right next to me. We got to talk some things out. And your defensive lineman. And then his mom comes up to him and it was so sweet. And he's just like, does he make you happy? Are you happy? Because that's what we're concerned about. And she's like, yeah, he does make me happy. And then she's like, that's all we care about. And of course his dad, he's whatever. He's cool with it. That's what it seems like. And it's like his dad... Because we all know what his dad did to save his son's right. life. Right. And for him to see his son be happy, it really, like, you can see that all his worries just melted away. Yeah. I think really what it was was, how can I put it? We focused so much on what the kids were going through with this ordeal. We didn't realize how much it was affecting their parents. And even to realize that, in a sense, Detective Standall had to save his son's life in more ways than one. And it was like, <sighs> this kid. So yeah, I could, you know, only to, to, to just finally see him smile was like, yes. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Then we move on to, I think it was Jessica the next day to handing in a proposal to um, the principal's office. But the ty- you mean you mean the typed up contract? Yeah, the typed up contract <laughs> that she worked so hard on. She worked so hard on. She's like, you're going to give this to us. It's typed up and it's written, and he's like, it's out of my hands, and she's like, uh, no. This is like, but this is classic Jessica. It's like Jessica's finally back on her A game, which was great to see. Jessica's finally back on her A game. And she's like, no, we've we've done this kind of thing before. And you have the option of turning it around. And we've got the parents to agree. They're going to the court right now and the school board to make sure that we can get prom back. So all we need for you to do is agree. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. And then we're back in the dungeon in HO headquarters. And they finally find out they've got prom back. Yay! But as usual, Jessica's not going. And she gets an interesting promposal. From Little Miss Annie, who now starts singing her heart out like she's on shower karaoke 
to young Miss Jessica because she wants her to be her prom date. Yeah. So yeah, it was really, really cool. It was like, okay. It was really cool. And I felt like it was just especially them too, because they've gone through a lot. Yeah, they've gone through a lot. A they've lot. been kind of a Thelma and Louise since they've met. Yeah, they've gone through a lot, and I felt like this was the appropriate time to really, you know, kind of set things straight and let's make this work. Let's be, let's right. be that those friends that we were meant to be. Let's put our right. differences aside and let's move on. So I felt that that was a pretty cute idea that Annie did. Right, and I think I think really what it was is everybody realized with everything they needed to cut loose they needed some downtime out of everything they've been through they just needed a little time to enjoy the moment and just be like let's dance like there's no tomorrow so yeah it was the coolest thing ever Mm -hmm. ever 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 but I do have to say, Alex and Charlie, Charlie is a romantic. Oh, is he ever? It's just between, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's like the weird Betty Crocker kind of <laughs> romantic because we cannot forget Charlie's special cookies. <laughs> no, we can't forget about Charlie's special cookies, but... <laughs> holy smokes to get see okay alex does not like attention clearly i know this is something new for him this is definitely something new for him that he's trying to adjust because he's now in a relationship and oh my goodness starting from walking down the hall in big writing the whole banner across will you come to prom with me he just walks on by Charlie like he doesn't even exist. Yeah. Then I, I found that weird. I was like, well, did they have a fight that we didn't know about? Yeah. And then he keeps walking, goes into another room, his own classroom, and he sees a bunch of little Charlie faces on sticks in front of the student. The students were holding his head on a stick. And there was a bunch of Charlies in the room. And he's just like, what? And then he just walks away. And then poor Charlie puts his face down and he's a bit upset and sad because he's just like, this guy's not budging. Like, what am I supposed to do? He's playing hard to get and this is really hard. And he felt really sad and I felt bad for him because this is like the second time he's doing something. And of course, he's not saying anything about it. And then right. he says he's getting called to the photography room or something. And there's Charlie again with a millions of lights and candles, lights and candles, fake candles. And the one thing Alex says is, are those real candles? <laughs> yeah. It was like, it's like, okay. Like to just play admit that you have a problem (laughs) exactly (laughs) but finally he was able to kind of like say yes to charlie to go to prom and i loved how charlie was just like yes i will go to prom with you charlie yes (laughs) like kind of like yeah but it was almost (laughs) like that well if i say yes 
can we stop this? Yeah. <laughs> you know what Charlie reminded me of for those listening? Um, Modern Family Cam, when the, Cam and Mitch got married. Oh, yeah. And he did yeah. the whole, like, the balloons, the flowers, the the cutouts of them in the living room, Lily becoming Cupid. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Like, Charlie is Cam. So over the top. <laughs> he is so over the top. It's like, because even going back to the cookie thing, it was like, you know, I couldn't figure it out at first, but he's like, but I've got these cookies. And it's like, you're lost in the woods. We're not worried about cookies. <laughs> But that's just his whole, that's just his whole personality in nutshells. Like, so everybody's got to be happy, you know? So it's super cool. It was like, but it was so funny. These two, they are hilarious and they're super cute together. They're super cute together. They are super cute. Really enjoyed them this episode. And I feel like this episode, even though we're kind of halfway there of, um, of recapping it, I feel like it was an episode where they're all happy, sort of. There's not many yeah. not many things to worry about for just one day, especially during these pop prozos and stuff like that. So I was like, this was something that I was able to enjoy. And prom comes along. No, I think the funniest thing was the whole... You know, even the exchange between Clay and and Justin, when Clay's getting ready for prom, and he's like, "Well, dude, what are you doing? Why are you in bed? They're coming to pick us up. Like, what's going on?" And he's like, "I'm not going, and you can't make me. I think it's best that I don't go." So it's like, "Oh gosh, here we go. Here we go." And I mean, you know, Clay is like really into this. He's not caring that he doesn't have a date. He just wants to go to prom. And I think the coolest thing was that he left, he left Justin's tuxedo like hanging there deliberately. Like if he sees it, he'll show up. You know, it's like a field of dreams. If you build it, they'll come. So it's kind of like, if he sees it, they'll show up. So yeah, he uh, he le- he leaves the suit jacket and everything there hanging up on the mirror, and he's like, you know, and he's telling, well, you know, if you do this, if you go with them, you'll just be a third wheel. He's like, he has an eight-person limo. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, they go to prom, and they're like all dancing, and and the cool thing is. I had to kind of admire Clay because with everything he's been through, you think that he would, he either wouldn't want to go or he'd be the first one to the dance floor, but he was neither. He was like, just kind of taking everything in. Like he was really like, you know, this is our moment and he's taking everything in and it's like, wow. Okay. He's here. He's chill. And everybody keeps coming in like, are you okay? He's like, I am having a great time. And for actually, honestly, for the first time, this is the first time we see Clay smile. 
Clay's actually enjoying himself watching everyone else. Yeah. It was, I felt like this prom episode was just so good in a positive way. There was nothing, but you know what's weird during this episode? What? And I kept telling my husband, I said, because we watch it together, for those who don't know, I was just like, why do I feel like something's going to happen? Why do I feel like something's going to happen? And he's like, nothing should happen. It's their prom. What would possibly happen? But then, you know what it was? I think I think we were forgetting a big thing that, believe it or not, and I and I will say this: kudos to the writers because I know it was deliberately left out of these last two to three episodes. Because remember, for the first four to five episodes, we kept starting out with a scene of a funeral. Yeah. And for these last two to three episodes, we have not seen anything about a funeral. We've seen Clay wake up in the hospital. We've seen some weird sci-fi thing. We've seen a little bit of everything. We've seen Charlie and Alex wake up, but we have not seen this funeral. So it's like, yeah, in a way that's kind of still in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Like, who's in the gasket yeah and i just i just kept saying to him like something i feel like something needs to happen because they're so happy they were dancing we got to see tony and Kayla, which by the way their prom was pretty cute because it it was just out of donuts and the whole shop was in it with them so that was adorable yeah and and i think the coolest thing was like when his mechanics like so can you say yes so we can eat (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so getting to prom we see zach and his date um who who, yeah who by the way is an escort yeah which you know zach's changed a lot and it's not surprising clay having fun Annie and Jessica having fun, Caleb and Tony having fun, uh, Estrella and um, Tyler having Tyler, fun. Which was the coolest thing because Tyler actually asked Estrella and she's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> which I thought it was adorable. It was super cute. The other thing was, okay, we, I know we mentioned about uh, Justin just staying back. He doesn't want to go. Miss Jensen, a chaperone for the yeah. prom. Yeah. Alex's dad, you know, chaperone for the prom. And can uh, we, okay, can we talk about this venue for a minute? Oh, that venue was crazy. I would have loved something like that. People have, I don't even think people have venues like that for their weddings, let alone their high school proms. <laughs> I was like, whoa, like, where is this place? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and did you notice that almost all the girls were wearing black? But, you know, the funny thing is, I don't know if that was like an ode to the 90s, mm. because like in the 90s if you it was like almost i don't know maybe the 90s were so colorful that 
by the time you got to prom, everybody wanted to wear a black or or close to black dress. <laughs> because it was like every you knew everybody was going to be wearing black. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> everybody wearing black everyone having such a great time once again a great time which has been so hard to see a great time from this from right, these characters but, and the season we're we're forgetting something which to me was rather interesting there was an exchange that happened at the prom winston winston and annie and it wasn't the exchange that I thought we were going to have, which is the simple fact that he says she contacted him. And I'm like, wait, what? She did. She did contact him at the time when they were trying to figure out what happened and where was everybody at that time. When Annie was like full force in the Anna Clay company she was full force and i remember her finding out winston and asking him to meet up with her at monet's right but i'm like okay wait so you bring him in on this and now you want to act like he's the bad guy well look how the way he's acting first of all because I mean, okay, we, we all agree that Winston is, like, the teenage supervillain. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's like, what did she expect? I, 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 that, I think that's really my question, is what did she expect? Did she really expect that he wasn't going to show up, or what? At the prom? Like at the school, like oh. when, like really, when you open that door, did you expect him not to walk through? Like you're <laughs> asking questions. It's true. Maybe she thought that I, she is. I don't even know how to describe her at this point because it's super weird. It is super weird, and I truly don't know how to describe her because. He does have a point. He call, She called him, and then now she wants him out because he's causing right. so much trouble that everybody is going to get in trouble. But the thing is, how do you push this person away? And right. Winston, what's his motive? What's more than... You've heard all the horrible things that these two have done. You've heard everybody's story. You know that you're not going to get anything from anybody. You're not going to get anything out of anybody at this point because this group is pretty tight and, and she's explaining it to him. You can do what you want with the story because of course he comes up and says, I know who did it. Right. And, and that's the crazy part is because between him and Diego, they both swear they know who did this. Yeah, they know who did it. And the one thing that stuck to him in his mind, it's like, I met these people, they were crazy, they were messed up, and I came in and found every single one of them. But at the end of the day, I still love them. And it kind of stuck to him because we do also forget how Alex called Winston to meet up at Mornay's, and Alex admits to Winston that he's the one that did it. And you can do right. whatever you want with that information. Right. 
And this is why he's going up to Annie during prom, thinking it is not uh, Alex, because they think they're trying to hide it, and thinks it's Jessica. But really, right. it's because not Jessica. Because he and, that, he, he and, and Diego are so set that it's Jessica. And the funny thing is, even Diego walks up to Jessica and is like, but I loved you if you would just admit. And it's like, dude, get over it. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But then we see, because remember, Jessica says, whoever the football team wants is who's going to be the prom king and queen. And it's time to get the prom king and queen. And it's like, okay. And to everyone's shock, it's actually king and king. It's Alex and Charlie. Everyone's favorite couple. And because now the the funny thing is now, remember, Alex doesn't like any attention. So he's avoided. I don't know how you avoid, deliberately avoid dancing all party long. Like he was so busy running from dancing. But yeah, he avoided dancing. Now he's, forced to dance in front of the whole student body (laughs) he has no choice now you have to do it you gotta go up there so they're dancing and it's super cool and and the and the you know everybody wants them to be this way and it's like okay and it's like wow they're all so super happy but then they run into the dean of discipline at cool at cool (laughs) yeah it's like that's cool everything's gonna be okay but have you ever noticed when you tell people at cool they do the weirdest thing yes (laughs) like at cool it's like and somebody like put their hand on top of their head it's like why are you doing that (laughs) But they're there and, you know, they're trying not to be because, you know, this was the the guy that was threatening to take prom from them. And they're trying not to be upset, but they're still kind of upset. And so they're talking to him and he's like, you know, he's telling them, you know, in, 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 in my day, this wouldn't have happened. And that is, that is the truth. It's like, you know, in, in that time, you know, that wouldn't have happened. That wouldn't have been a thing. That wouldn't have, you know. Um, so they're like, oh, okay. And then their face turns to shock when he introduces them to his husband. Like, wait, what? And they're both standing there like, well, did you know? No, did you know? Did you know? It's like, nobody knew. We thought this man was just a bad man. 
<laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so it's like, oh my gosh. So I it was like full of surprises. And then like one song comes on and the whole entire place just decides to cut loose. Yeah. And including Tony, who has decided he wasn't going to dance. But he gets Caleb on a dance floor and they start dancing. And even Annie decides to walk over to Clay and ask him to dance. Yeah. Which, okay, that was cute. And I really liked how Clay really apologized to her during their relationship because he, I guess he started to understand how much it took her to help him in some sort of way, even though he didn't want the help, um, to be taking care of somebody who wasn't fully there. And she really expresses that and kind of says, well, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot to handle. Right. And I, I think that's the thing is that it was so much to handle. But then there was another exchange with Winston that really made me question him because he looks across the room and he actually sees Monty. Oh my God. And it's like, okay. And he sees Monty and he slow dances with Monty. And there's this kind of like, you know, exchange between the two. And he's like, you know, we couldn't have done this, you know, and this Remember, guys, this is after his thing with Annie, but Monty says something to him, which is so profound, which is like, you know, you got to live. You've got to keep going. Like, it's almost like, and I've seen this before, where people actually get stuck in a moment. And maybe that's what Winston's whole issue is, is that he's stuck in a moment right after you know, Monty passed away. But he's telling him, like, you know, you've got to live. You've, you've got stuff to do. And so, you know, they slow dance and he looks and then, you know, because, of course, this is his hallucination, he walks off and leaves the gym. And it was like, whoa. And, and and I guess really because we've kind of been seeing Winston as such a supervillain that we didn't realize that he's kind of like battling his own demons. So, yeah. I felt like it was, a, it, it is a lot on him too because of the right. man that he supposedly fell in love with. But he didn't know the guy. He only met the guy a couple hours and a couple hours later again. Like it's right but that's what he said was like you know you really didn't love me he's like i could have learned to love you he's like but you didn't really know me yeah and he he said a good point to him his he he said a good point to him you didn't really know me in order for you to love me 
and I was just like, is everybody watching him hallucinate through this? Or is it just that his was, imagination? Okay, I thought I was the only one that was afraid of that. I was like, oh my gosh, he's in the middle of the thing looking crazy. Because <laughs> I'm thinking like, are you kind of doing this while you're talking to him? Right, right. Like you're dancing. It's like, how does nobody see? And then the room gets empty. So I'm like, is he having that deep thought? Of right in, uh, in La La Land, and then he sees him, or is he having this hallucination? But after, when the room gets empty and he leaves, he's by himself in the middle. Right. So I was like, well, maybe he was in such deep thought, but I, I really thought like it was going to be one of those things where people caught him like kissing the air. At yeah. First. Or who did he? climb on to well right up to. because that could have been another thing like he's like all over somebody and somebody's like uh dude get off yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't sure either with that but seeing that part of monty he has a lot to deal with and right with what annie has said to him you know you sometimes you do things for the people that you love and then there's monty telling him well how could you love me if you didn't know me? Then right. it brings up, is he actually going to go to the police station and get justice for somebody who he actually loves after Annie saying that? And after we see Clay Jensen and his mom, Bomb saying, hey, I thought you would have been at prom or dancing with Annie. And he's just like, well, I'm just having a great time. And it was just crazy how his whole demeanor and personality just changes being at that prom like he's full of life just by sitting there and watching and taking yeah, it in. Yeah, because he was so calm and so happy. And it was freaking awesome to see that. And the cutest thing was when he asked his mom to dance. And I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. So cute. So cute. And, you know, his mom does exchange words to him before that. But it was nice to see Clay in that state of mind. Yeah. But before we get to the big shocker of this. Okay. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. I want to go back a little bit. Sure. Did you notice when Tyler asked Estrella in the photography room and they were looking through all those pictures, did you notice that Hannah Baker looks like Estrella? Yeah, as like the way she dresses. In other words, it, it was just that picture but if you go back to that picture, she kind of looks like Estrella. And he was like, and, and because remember, she says, oh my gosh, she, sh she was so beautiful. Because she asked him, was this Hannah? Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she kind of looks like Hannah. Kind of does. And so it was like, and then that's when he looked at the picture and he looks at Estrella and he looks at the picture again and he looks at Estrella again and he's like, so do you want to go to prom with me? And I'm like, crud. But remember, he did have like a big crush on Hannah Baker. He did. 
So yeah, I was like, oh, wait a minute. She kind of looks like Hannah. Yeah. So, yeah, but these guys, getting back to the prom, these guys are like really, like they are kicking it up. I think the only the only scene that I have seen where they danced this much was like that scene in the matrix where like they're in the cave and they're dancing. Have you ever seen the matrix? It's been a long time ago. It's not, it's not a movie that I watch. Yeah. It's like uh matrix, I think revolutions and they're like, before before Morpheus is telling them anything and, and they're all like and he's like yeah let's and and he's like everybody and they're like dancing and dancing and dancing and that was like that's what that reminded me of it was like oh my gosh these guys are just letting loose yeah I don't remember that scene I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's okay it's okay but yeah, so I'm like, yay. They, but they are like going and, you know, and the thing is, Clay is like narrating again. And he's like, you know, and it was those words. And I, and, and I think to me, before everything happened, it was like, why is he saying that like that? Like, why is he saying they're doing this like you know, like nothing else matters in the world. And I'm like, why does he keep saying that? And then that's when we see Jessica and Justin and they are really like getting it in. But it was almost like it reminded me of the old Jessica and Justin from like seasons one and two when they were just like, you know, all lovey-dovey and cute and going to parties together. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. But it was really nice that Justin ended up coming to the prom because at the end of the day, why would you want to miss your prom? Exactly, exactly. And the when he shows up and she's on the other side it's like the whole floor just spreads apart and gives them their space and but the Annie, funny thing is like annie's like go to him like go, get over there like, move. <laughs> you need to go dance with him you need to go dance with him and she's like okay and then she goes and he says i love you more than it's just so romantic like oh <laughs> Justin, why? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And then she's such a cynic. She's like, you can't. Like, yeah. You just can't. It's like, oh my gosh. Why? Let it's, this man have just, his moment. Yeah. <laughs> Let this man have this moment. And, you know, they ended up making out, hugging each other. But then we see Diego, just his look on his face. And I'm just like, yeah, you. Yeah. You don't deserve her. The funny thing is because remember, he had like just previously professed his love to her. Like, oh, I love you. 
you don't understand, Jessica. I really love you. Yeah, like after you tried to kill her in the HO room. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, so that was the cutest moments. Then everybody, then Clay becomes a lot happier because now he's seen, excuse me, all of his friends really mm-hmm. together on the dance floor and having such a great time. It's kind of weird with this episode because... um everybody's just so happy everyone's so joyful and you could really see everybody having such a great time he's having a great time with his mom and he's really appreciative and thankful for his parents and you know it was nice for him to to really you know we see that from him and as they're dancing they're having a better time then of course like I said, I knew something was going to happen or something supposed to happen. And I did not expect this at all. So we, the cameras pointed really at Justin and Jessica having such a ball of a time. Right. And as he's jumping, he's just like, you can see him, how he's not feeling too good all of a sudden. Yeah, struggling to breathe. And then Jessica's kind of like, are you okay? Like you could read her lips saying, are you okay? And all of a sudden, we see him just fall right down to the floor. Yeah. And she's yelling and screaming, saying, someone come and help me. Please, someone come and help me. I need help. Right. But the, did you notice? Okay. You guys know that I pay attention to a lot of things. He fell with his legs in the floor position. Like, when he fell, his legs formed a four. Like, that's it. Yeah. And I was like, and I'm yelling. I'm like, no, it can't be him. Not Justin. No, not Justin. He was doing so well. And that's when, you know, Clay says, yeah, for some of them, the world ended. And I'm like, no. (sighs) And unfortunately, guys, that is how the episode ends. Uh, I'm like, darn it. Darn it, darn it, darn it. So, yeah. So we only have episode 10 left. That's but, it. But guys, we are split. It is a long episode. So rather than having you sit and we 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 love you. <laughs> we love you very much. But rather than having you sit and listen to us for two whole hours in one sitting, we are splitting the episode up into two episodes. So you'll get episode 10A and 10B, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Because the episode is an hour and 45 minutes long. Yeah, and I feel like it's best for us to do that. Um, it's just way too long. I don't want to put any of the listeners through yeah. two hours like TLC does with us with 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. So we will definitely break episode 10 into two parts. Of course, each of them on uh, Fridays. So um, 
I'm I'm just blown away of what just happened in episode nine and you're I'm, not the only one it's like uh I'm dying to see what's gonna happen with him in episode ten. It is two hours. There's a lot of questions that still need to be answered for me, right. especially Diego. Um Winston. Winston Diego, Winston. We already know everybody else is kind of happy and dandy. What is going to happen with Annie? Is she going to do something weird? Is she going to turn on us? Who knows? Right. And is and how is Clay going to react now? Like, is this going to send him off to deep end? Exactly. And that's the other thing. Um, but yeah, definitely episode 10 is going to be broken up in two parts. I feel like it's safe to say to wrap this up, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, let's wrap this up. Guys, let us know what you think. Let us know, you know, if you feel we missed something. If you're as shocked as we were with the outcome of this, you know. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves and be good to each other. And that's all we have for now. Bye, guys. Oh, my goodness. What a plot twist. We knew something was coming, but no one expected that. So... If you were as shocked as we were, if you think something else is going on, or if you have another theory, let us know. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. Why do we speak the way we do? Should I believe that article about the coronavirus? Does that photo really prove the existence of alien spaceships? Is the world going to end once again? This time for real? Why are people sending videos with brooms that are standing up straight? All of these are good questions. To find answers, we need to go down the rabbit hole and to do a fact check. And this podcast will go there with you, with an evidence-based and skeptical mindset. I am Marco, and if you have a curious mind like me, then the podcast Where Did the Rabbit Go is just for you. Go to Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public or Google Podcasts and look for Where Did the Rabbit Go.